Diaz from Diamond Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from Thursday, 28th of October of 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Beloved Venezuelan broadcaster Porfirio Torres, who for more than 40 years narrated the radio segment Nuestro Insolito Universo, passed away on October 13th on Margarita Island at the age of 81. With more than 6,000 episodes, the five-minute segment Nuestro Insolito Universo marked several generations by bringing surprising facts to the ears of listeners. Also, the adored Lia Bermudez, a Venezuelan sculptor, passed away on Friday the 22nd of October. Bermudez burst into Venezuelan art with sculptures and figurative paintings in the middle of the last century and had an outstanding career not only as an artist but also as a professor. On Tuesday, the 19th of October, Nicolas Maduro appointed Tibisay Lucena as Minister of University Education, replacing César Trompis. Lucena was the head of the National Electoral Center from 2006 to 2020 and was subsequently appointed as Dean of UNEARTE, the University of the Arts created in the government of Hugo Chavez, a position she still holds today. Continuing with the news on the Alex Saab case, on Friday, the 22nd of October, the U.S. government offered a $10 million reward for any information leading to the arrest or conviction of Saab's alleged associate, Colombian Alvaro Pulido Vargas. The same day, a grand jury in the Federal District of South Florida issued a formal indictment against three Colombian nationals and two Venezuelans. Among them is Jose Vilma Mora, the former governor of the western Venezuelan state of Tachira. These people were allegedly involved in laundering the proceeds of contracts to provide food and medicine to Venezuela, which were obtained through bribes. They are also allegedly connected to Saab's corruption scheme. Also related to Saab's network, it was recently published in the newspaper El País in Spain that the most expensive apartment in Madrid, whose monthly rent is 16,000 euros, is owned by a Venezuelan couple based in Miami. The couple is allegedly involved with the Maduro government in housing construction contracts in which Alex Saab is also involved. Meanwhile in Europe, the National Court of Spain suspended the extradition of Hugo El Pollo Carvajal to the United States. The criminal chamber of the Spanish courts argued that the measure was due to the fact that a procedure had not been complied with, which is why the process must be paralyzed for several days until the situation is regularized. With the unveiling of the Panama Papers, investigative portal Armando.info recently unveiled the case of Las Luque, a group composed by Norca Martinez and her four daughters who, although low-profile, they are known in elite circles as the Venezuelan Kardashians due to their money and eccentricities. The Armando.info report unveils a corruption scheme involving Martinez and her daughters with high-ranking Venezuelan government officials and a corruption and money laundering scheme in different countries. Moving on to updates on the Colombia-Venezuela border, as of Monday, the 25th of October, a pilot plan was enabled that will allow Venezuelan pedestrian citizens to cross freely across the bridge from Venezuela to Colombia and vice versa. The previous restrictions only allowed the transfer of citizens 
that had a health emergency. Now, in economic news, last Tuesday, the 19th of October, gasoline production started up at the Cardon refinery of the Paraguana refinery complex in the state of Falcón. This took place after the El Reformador plant was started up after being halted during the first week of September due to instability. In spite of increasing gasoline production on Saturday the 23rd, it was announced a new increase in the cost of subsidized gasoline in Venezuela. The new cost is 0.10 digital bolivars per liter. So users will need four bolivars to fill a tank or its equivalent in foreign currency, one dollar. This type of gasoline is accessible for those who carry the Carnet de la Patria or work directly with Maduro's government. Those who don't must abide by the international price, which is $0.50 per liter. The supervisory board of Citgo Petroleum held talks with U.S. officials in Bogota to try to extend Washington's protection while negotiating with creditors. A U.S. court is set to initiate a forced auction next month. The president of the ad hoc board of PDVSA, Horacio Medina, stated that the board wants to sit at the negotiating table with the creditors. The U.S. Treasury Department has kept Citgo off-limits to creditors who won multi-million dollar arbitration awards. The U.S. government's production will end in January, which could trigger an auction by the U.S. District Court in Delaware, overseeing the most urgent claim on Citgo's assets. Juan Gaido and different NGOs are preparing for the visit of Karim Khan, prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, who will visit Venezuela from the 29th of October to the 3rd of November. According to Gaido's words, it is expected that during the visit, the prosecutor will verify the crimes against humanity that have been committed and continue to be committed in Venezuela by Maduro's government in addition to the different situations that evidence the complex humanitarian emergency that the country is experiencing. On Monday, 25th of October, Gianluca Rampoja del Tindaro, resident coordinator of the UN in Venezuela, gave a report on the 2020-2021 management. In it, he detailed that the UN hand-in-hand with different organizations with the country has mobilized more than 450 tons of antiviral drugs and supplies since the start of the pandemic. This was done with the objective of reinforcing the care of medical personnel and the management of the disease, as well as different improvements in primary and secondary schools, and its work in alliance with the World Food Programme. In spite of the circumstances of the pandemic, a large part of the country suffering the consequences of the humanitarian emergency has been attended to. Sergeant Arli Mendes Teran was sentenced to 23 years in prison for the murder of young David Vajenia, a 22-year-old nurse who was killed in the midst of protests against Maduro's government. The court convicted Mendes Teran for the crimes of qualified homicide and improper use of an organic weapon. After the sentence, the father of the victim published a video in his social networks assuring that this is only the beginning since the responsibility for the murder goes up to the top leaders, including Nicolas Maduro. The Inter-American Press Association placed Nicaragua, Cuba, and Venezuela in the red zone of countries without freedom of expression. During the presentation of the Chapultepec Index 2021 at its October 19th October 22 summit, 
their barometer measures the levels of freedom of press and expression in the Americas. The three countries have some of the worst conditions for the exercise of press freedom, and this has kept them in the red zone for the second consecutive year. And to close this edition, we have two pieces of good news from Venezuelan women. The first is that the poet Yolanda Pantin received the Lorca Award 2020 in Granada, Spain for her career as a poet, extolling the name of Venezuela and placing herself among the great names of Ibero-American poetry. The second is that thanks to Eglantina Zing, the Goleadoras program, which she created and presides over, will arrive in the country in alliance with the Venezuelan Soccer Federation to generate social impact in the country. Coleadoras is a program endorsed by the economics faculty of Columbia University in New York and several international agencies and is based on using soccer as a tool for the empowerment of girls. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Venezuela. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com. Or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima!